0: Hello and welcome back to Practicing Human, the podcast where every day we're getting a little better at life. I'm your host, Corey Mascara, and in today's episode, we're going to talk about figuring out the difference between your soul's purpose and your mind's ideas. More to come on that in a moment. First, let's settle in together with the sound of the bells. So, A big part of my inner exploration, spiritual development, and general personal growth in recent years has been learning to uncover an inner knowing that can guide one's life. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while or attending recent retreats, you've probably seen this as an emerging theme in my teachings. The impetus for This exploration has been the recognition that there's a lot of noise in the system. Even for someone with a developed meditation practice, it can be hard to parse the noise, the wheat from the shaft, understanding what is mine and what is others. This noise often shows up as other people's ideas could be past traumas, complicated childhood memories, media, cultural influence, and just the general buzz that can accumulate from living a fast-paced, disconnected life. And many of us can fall in that category. Now, all of this tends to create a, a busy mind and body, and that's what it What can make it difficult to identify an inner voice that is uniquely ours and can often lead us to question if something like that even exists? I think I was in that camp for a while questioning, is there really something, something deep, something fundamental that we can listen to that can actually guide us on a particular path that has a karmic trajectory uh, inherent to it. This was a big question for me for years. And my experience now is that it it does. There is something within us that is uniquely ours that is is fundamental that we can attune to. And the truth of that has been an organizing principle for my teachings. So I just want to share one simple heuristic that you can use to begin identifying the difference between what we could call your soul's truth and your mind's ideas. Now, in general, the mind's ideas tend to be noisier. They have an activation to them, both in the mind but also in the body. They can come with a feeling of contraction anxiety, tension, but also the seemingly positive end. They can have excitement, thrill, and exhilaration. The mind's ideas are not necessarily bad. Uh, They just have a, a particular buzz to them. They fluctuate a lot. And if you're making a decision based on, let's say, the enthusiasm of the mind's idea which would be something like, oh, that's a cool thing to do, or I could see myself doing that, or I'd like to try that out. You often need to refresh that storyline in order to feel the emotion behind it, that enthusiasm. That's to say you would need to remind yourself why you're excited about that thing. So you kind of need the mind to play out that script and become enthusiastic about that script in order to feel the corresponding emotion. Now, what we might call the soul's truth, or we could just say the inner voice that is uniquely yours, this is quieter. It has a simplicity to it. It's not trying to convince you of anything. It doesn't need to refresh it's sort of like watching a cloud pass through the sky. Imagine laying in a park and looking at the clouds. It's just there, it just appears and then it passes. So there's a sense of isness, a sense of correctness, a sense of, of course. And in my experience, it has the resonance of this is what's happening. Would you like to come along? It's almost like a take it or leave it. It's not twisting your arm. It's saying, this is here. This is what's next. And you can align with it, or you can dismiss it. The truth doesn't really care. (laughs) And of course, many times we do not come along. And this is where we get out of alignment with ourselves which is my single greatest interest at the moment. To me, this is the intersection of liberation teachings, contemplative practices that take you toward deep freedom, and action in the world. How the decisions you make take you closer to or further away from inner freedom. One of my teachers likes to say, we often paint ourselves into a corner and meditate to feel comfortable there. <laughs> First time I heard that, I said, oh, yeah, definitely seen myself get caught in that one before. It's this feeling of, oh, yeah, there's all this going on in my life, but it means I just need to deepen my meditation practice. Is it that or is it also that? Maybe I just need to take responsibility for the decisions I've made and that some of them have been hard or I've had opportunities to make decisions that were more in alignment, but they felt like they had too many consequences and I chose not to. And now I find myself in the corner. And now because I don't want to face that reality, I'm doing my meditation practice to try and calm my mind. Do you see how that's not too different than just having a glass of wine and trying to numb the pain. It's a more acceptable version of that. But in principle, they're operating at the same frequency. What would it be like to take responsibility for the decisions you make, recognizing that while each one may have consequences, they represent your pathway To a life that is aligned with the depth of who you are, your soul's purpose, or a life based on the mind's conditioning, ideas about who you need to be in order to be safe and loved. This is a big journey. I don't come at this with the perspective or the tone of this is how you need to live. It's hard. And to live a life that is deeply aligned means shedding layers. And there are so many good reasons that we've put on layers over the years. To be in a body that has needs and emotions, desires, is very difficult. It's beautiful and it's difficult. And so there are a lot of ways we protect ourselves and there are a lot of subconscious ways... We are just trying to feel okay and safe. And that is the mind's ideas. That is the ego structure hijacking, saying this is what we need to do. That can never take us to deep fulfillment. And it can never actually take us to deep safety. It can take us toward a certain kind of safety a relative safety, a feeling of being somewhat protected. But it's fragile, and it's not deep. It doesn't saturate you to your core. And I think it takes a period of time of seeing the dissatisfaction of our usual strategies before we recognize and feel ready for something else. Thanks so much for your practice. Big love on whatever journey you're on. Hope to see you this weekend. Talk to you soon and take care.